Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. We've got an action-packed episode for you today. Recording midday, which is totally unlike us. Feels kind of, I feel more awake and alive. I don't know what it is, so you might get a little bit more energy than normal out of all three of us, to be honest. First, before we get into it, though, I want to make sure that you are checking out our podcast in video form. You can go on YouTube, like and subscribe. Join us every Sunday night, usually at 9 Eastern. There is the exceptions from time to time. We got some stuff going on. But make sure you like and subscribe over on YouTube. Today, we are bringing you some news. It's been a kind of active week still. We're getting towards the mid to tail end of free agency. Some of these guys that have been lingering have landed in some spots. We've had a trade. We've got some rumors. We're going to cover that. We're also going to talk about a little bit about the tight end landscape and then do a two, a quick two-round Superflex mock draft because we haven't done one of those in a while so yeah, we got a lot going on, and uh, you know, James, Tyler, it's mid af- mid afternoon. How are you guys feeling today? I'm doing great, thanks. <laughs> I see the sunlight in these rooms. This is weird. Like I'm kind of freaked out by it. It's I'm afraid I, I forgot to wear my sunscreen, so this could become a real issue real quick. <laughs> you get sunburned through his basement window. Only hey, Tyler. <laughs> only I've Tyler. got I've got different color because you know it's daytime. By the end of this podcast, of, he will be gotta, as red as the DHH logo. You got to evolve right. around your surroundings. So I had to turn my lights on to like a whiter hue yeah. instead of uh, a different color. So I feel I'm getting sunburned from that. You know, the, get the fluorescent those daytime lights. lights. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, tr- it's trouble in these streets. Absolutely. You know what else is trouble in these streets? Underdog fantasy is trouble in these streets. Especially we are one week away from baseball season starting up. And underdog now. Meanwhile, you can still do football activities. They've got best ball drafts going right now. On underdog, a little easier now that we know some landing spots to speculate on how guys might do. Um, so you can go in and join them for football. You can also do baseball. We're getting towards the tail end of the NBA and the NHL season, but they also have golf on there. All sorts of ways to play on underdog, and it's a lot of fun. You can do prop bets every night based on the sport. You can do overs, unders. You can do a little bit of everything. It's a ton of fun on underdog. And right now, when you go on underdog and use code DHH, you can have your deposit up to $100 match right away. If you don't have a hundred bucks, that's fine. Put in 20, they'll match 20, so on and so forth. Don't miss out on that deal. Once again, it is code DHH for your deposit up to one hundred matched right away for you to use today. Another reminder, I want to thank the people that have listened to this podcast. First of all, I appreciate you. Second of all, I love that we had a really good response for our listener league spot. We got some great reviews and ratings on iTunes. It brought a smile to my face. I shared it with some of my friends and family. And I say, this is why I do this because like this makes me so happy to see people enjoy what we do on a week to week basis. We're going to be selecting a review in uh, a listener soon for our listener league spot. It's a 14 team super flex slash tight end premium league. We're looking for one person. So submit an entry, leave an iTunes rating and review, put down your Twitter name in the re- review. Very important so we can get a hold of the winner. So make sure you go and do that. Please and thank you in advance. Next week. Next week. All right, good. We've got a a good amount of people. Like I said, you'll love to see it. 
Let's get into some player news. I don't want to spend too, too much time. We'll try to hit this because we got a, we got a lot of stuff to go over, but we're not going to dismiss some of the stuff that happened in the league, obviously. Big news, unfortunate news, but diagnosis looks good. Foster Moreau announced he's been diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and will mm. be a stepping away from football. Shout out to the New Orleans Saints medical staff. This is like the third or fourth yeah. player that they've had in for exams that they've found either something with cancer or like an aneurysm. It's, it's crazy. So Foster Moreau went to go, you know, take a physical with the Saints. They discovered that he had um, Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a form of cancer. So he said that like, he's going to step away. He's going to beat this and he's going to be back. And I believe him. So Foster Moreau, Foster Moreau, prayers up for you. One of my favorite tight ends over these last few years. And I was really looking forward to see where he would land. But it's just going to take a little bit more time. I think he's going to come back and he's going to come back strong and find a home here in the NFL again. And I'm going to be looking forward to that. Yeah, um, my mom actually has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. She had it, and uh, that's actually a more severe version of it. Mm-hmm. And she's back to her kind of everyday life and healthy after about a year. So if, you know, a, a super athlete like him, I actually think... He, he might be stronger than your mom, physically. Uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> just maybe. But yeah, I, I expect him to be, be back. We've got some Zeke Elliott news. Adam Schefter reported that free agent running back Ezekiel Elliott, which is weird to say, has narrowed his options down to the Eagles, the Jets, and the Bengals. And he'd like to make the decision, like it's up to him, by the end of next week per Adam Schefter. And also with the Zeke news, uh, the Cowboys re-signed Tony Pollard to the one-year $10.09 million contract for his franchise tag. He's rehabbing that broken leg that happened late in the season. And they also signed Ronald Jones to a one year, <laughs> 1.23 million. So vet Super Bowl minimum, champion, Ronald Jones. Yes. Might not <laughs> Melvin Gordon, Super Bowl champion too. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronald Jones is a Dallas Cowboy. James, what's your take on uh, Zeke first? And then Ronald Jones, does this mean anything? Uh, Ronald Jones? No, it does not mean anything. He, he'd be lucky if he actually makes the squad throughout the summer. Um, on the other side of things, I, I think Zeke, uh, Probably goes to either the Eagles or the Bengals. Eagles. It, yeah. Well, the Brees all came out on Twitter and said, "No, we're good." To yeah. Zeke, like he quotes, and they resigned it, so. Ty Johnson, which is also in the news. So yes, yeah, yeah. They, they're perfectly fine. And the Bengals, if that happens, I mean, Joe Mixon's sell window has been there for you. And if you haven't sold, yeah, you're you're kind of stuck with him. I think it's going to be the Eagles. I think it, it is too. Best shot to win a Super Bowl, I think. Gross. Uh, Rashad Penny. Bijan. Rashad Rashad Penny is a broke dick dog. So like Zeke can still get 200 carries in that offense with that offensive line. Like that is the sweet spot for Zeke. I think it's just going to come down to what do the Eagles want to pay and what will Zeke accept for a salary? I legit think he's going to, I think Bijan's an Eagle. It's well, just, if that know, happens, like, then the, then obviously Zeke is not going to. And I think that's why Zeke wants to get it done now before the draft. See all obviously. these running backs land. Yes. Then it's that musical then chairs. Then he's yep. for sure going to the Eagles because they're going to look at him and be like, we need to still draft Bijan. <laughs> <laughs> Do the three-man rotation at fantasynightmare.com. Uh, in other running Don't back news, we saw a couple of the running backs, the best running backs available drop with new teams. The Buffalo Bills signed running back Damian Harris, formerly of the Patriots, to a one-year $1.77 million contract. And then the Texans signed running back Devin Singletary, formerly of the Bills, to a one-year $3.75 million contract. I think Damian Harris is a better player than Devin Singletary, um, but I actually like this fit for both players. Tyler, what do you think about Singletary and Harris in their new homes? 
I love it. I, I love it for Harris because I think he's going to be the grinder, the first and second down guy, and that's going to allow James Cook to... All the pass catching. Yep, that, and I do think James Cook will get more volume running the ball too because he showed out when he ran the ball. He was explosive. He needs to be used in the 12, around 12 carries, uh, maybe five targets, four or five targets a game, and let him let him be run there. Kind of what we wanted with Swift and what we've been getting with Swift. I don't need James Cook to carry the ball 20 times, but nope. as long as he is is there you know, with the pass-catching role, that's what I want, and that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I like this um, this fit for Harris. I think that if the Bills are smart, they should realize that they should run the football more and take some of the pressure off of their passing game. I think it's been a problem of theirs the last couple of years. And Damian Harris, I mean, I think he's a really, I think he's an above average NFL running back. Had 15 touchdowns a couple years ago. There's no reason why he couldn't hit double digit touchdowns in this Bills offense. Like, stop relying so much on your your franchise quarterback to beat up his body when you have a guy like Harris who at the goal line is very, very good where Devin Singletary struggled a little bit because he's a little bit more of a diminutive runner. Um, So I love this for Harris and then Singletary paired with Pierce Pierce. We've seen the physical style of running backs like Damian Pierce. We saw him get injured towards the end of the season, not to say that'll happen again, but Devin Singletary is a capable guy and it's not like they have a ton behind Pierce. Now they could add a guy through the draft, obviously. Um, But I like this role for Singletary, you know, the, Put it in like the old Rex Burkhead plus role, I guess. I don't know. It sounds gross. But um, yeah, I, I don't mind this. When we look at the the chairs that were left in the, the musical chairs for running backs, I think this is a good spot for both of them, all things considered. So James, would you agree? You're not. Very much so. Very all much right. so. I just wanted to hear your voice again. Oh, thank you. Uh, we talked about the Jets re-sign, re-signing Ty Johnson, purely a depth play. He's their, uh, the fourth running back on their roster, more or less. And then the Jaguars signed Dearness Johnson, 27-year-old Dearness Johnson, formerly of the Browns, to a one-year contract. Now, their backfield is Travis Etienne. They re-up Jamichael Hasty. They bring in Dearness Johnson, which is honestly a different type of runner than the other two. So Dearness... Four one out. Four one out for Snoop Connor. Snoop's upside your head. I said Snoop's upside your head. Uh, so I like this spot for Dearness Johnson because he brings something different to the table than Hasty and ETN. Now, I don't know if he'll be fantasy relevant, but if you had him on a roster and you held on to him, ETN goes down with injury. We know Dearness Johnson has the physical type to carry the ball 20 times. James, what was your initial reaction when you saw Dearness Johnson land in Jacksonville? I liked it because, as you said, they are different kinds of players. ETN can get more of a pass-catching role. I think Dearness Johnson can actually – work through the tackles a little bit, maybe a goal line grinder a little bit more with Travis Etienne had a little bit of struggles last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like that give and go kind of situation. Um, I'm still not counting out to Michael hasty because we saw no. he can be productive in that offense in that. And especially in that scheme with, with uh, Doug Peterson. So yeah, I'm, I'm liking this all around. I don't think it hurts anybody for fantasy. And I think Dearness Johnson's value just went up a little bit. Yeah, a hundred percent. I I like that move by them, and they got him on the cheap too. So that's oh, yeah. always a good thing. So in wide receiver news, the uh, the first indicator of maybe a move coming was when the Jets signed McCole Hardman, and we all kind of looked and said, "Did what? they just sign Alan Lazard? Don't they have Elijah Moore? Don't they have Corey Dave? Don't they?" Have... The the room got real crowded. So McCole Hardman, formerly of the Chiefs, signed a one year, six and a half million dollar deal. Real. That's an with, overpay. Oh my goodness! I'm sorry to jump in, but it's just it's such a, an overpay. It's a lot of his Nicole Hardman. Yeah, it's like a base salary of I think I heard like two million. 
Oh, so it's still too it's much. A lot of incentive yeah. base. That's what a lot of deals are these days. Incentives. Yeah. So he's coming off a, a pelvic injury. He wasn't able to be active for the Super Bowl or really for the playoffs. But we saw McCole Hardman get used early in the season. He was actually looking pretty good. He was. They were using him out of the backfield. He was scoring touchdowns with Patrick Mahomes. Um, again, I don't think he's ever paid off his draft capital or lived up to the expectations. You know, there was the well, he's fast, so he must be Tyreek Hill. Tyreek, yeah, he ain't that. But this move was like a head scratcher. And then we got the news that the Cleveland Browns acquired wide receiver Elijah Moore of the New York Jets and a 2023 third round pick from the Jets in exchange for a 2023 second round pick. So I think this makes a lot of sense all the way around. I think the Jets had a crowded room. I think they might need more draft capital to lure Aaron Rodgers away from Green Bay because I think Green Bay is being... Kind Green of Bay. Pain. That's all you can say. Green yeah. Bay is being Green Bay. So they add a second, another second round pick. Now they have two of them that are right next to each other. I think this is just a domino in the effect of Aaron Rodgers becoming a Jet. But Tyler, what was your initial reaction seeing Elijah Moore go to the Browns with Deshaun Watson? Uh, I love it and I hate it because I did <laughs> I did trade Deshaun Watson in our listener league that is has an open spot. I uh, I have a little worry about Watson not kind of going back to form. Sure. He's he's gone for two years. But man, this is like a perfect pairing with Cooper and with a Donovan Peoples Jones. Because those two can play the outside. Yeah, David Bell is as much as it pains me. Like, yeah, he ran a what was it? A five six something. Like we need to pay more attention to that because despite us being like, oh the the tape's so good, I mean, when they have measurements like that they usually never pan out. And he was so, like dead last in rookie routes run um, per target, and like yeah, a bunch of other metrics. So it's yeah. rough, but he's a special teamer now. But yeah, I, I really like the the pairing. I think he's going to slide right into that Jarvis Landry role that he had in, in Cleveland. He, if, if he can actually step on the field, like say there's like two situations where Elijah Moore might not be as good as we all hoped. Like what if there's a scenario where it's like, maybe he's just kind of got an attitude problem. Maybe he's kind of a head case. But I'm going to put chips in to say that he is actually a good football player and he will succeed in Cleveland. I like it. And going back to the Aaron Rodgers thing, I was listening to a podcast. I think it was either Pat McAfee or uh, Move the Sticks. And they were talking about the, the payment that they're going to have to give Rodgers. So maybe the two seconds in a row, the Jets hang on to. And then they give up number 13 for Rodgers. Like that's it. Like maybe 13 and a fourth rounder. That way they don't have to pay the first round price and they have two seconds, which yeah, I think they were told like, I, th- I think it was with the six uh, Bucky Brooks said they need a center and a safety and you can get starting centers and safeties. In the yeah. Second the safety round. class isn't great. So yeah. Yep. And so he's like, you know, if, if I were the jets, I would move 13 for Rogers and then hang on to those two seconds that are back to back and you're not paying as much and you're financially okay still. Yeah, so I, I like this move for more in the Browns. I think they're going to be a little bit more pass-heavy. They haven't done anything. If anything, there's been off-season winner. It's been Nick Chubb so far because it's just DPJ. Nick Chubb yeah. and Jerome Ford, um, who I picked up a couple weeks ago as a throw-in. <laughs> Not go. any leagues that you're in with me because I've got him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I tried. Uh, so, yeah, I got Jerome Ford. And, you know, they'll they'll probably add a running back through the draft or maybe they get one of these veteran guys like that's just laying around on the scrap heap. It could happen. Uh, other wide receiver news. This is the freshest wide receiver news we got. The Panthers signed Adam Thielen last week. There was rumors that Big they guy. might be looking for another receiver, and they signed DJ Shark do 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 to do to a one year, <laughs> just five million dollar contract. I like DJ Shark. I thought he flashed for the Lions last year. 
uh, I like this move for the Panthers. You know, you're looking at, I don't like it for Terrace Marshall per se. Um, but you know, you look at their wide receiver room, even with Adam Thielen and you're still like, eh. So getting a guy like Chark, he's going to be catching balls from a rookie quarterback. Probably. Yeah. I, I think it's Stroud. Stroud. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that Chark would fit his game pretty well. So I like this move for the Panthers. James, any thoughts on DJ Chark? Uh, it's a perfect matchup, like Tyler said, to, especially if Stroud comes in. And I do believe Stroud is the guy there, um, according to the talks after his pro day, the dinner with Frank Reich and company. Now, what do Stroud, you think they had for dinner? Um, they didn't eat fish. I mean, they did eat fish if it was Friday because they are Christian. Okay. I would say Frank Reich seems like the yeah they're the very yeah. they're very Frank Reich is a very religious person cod. and Stroud Stroud is halibut. definitely religiously based so I will say that um it's a perfect match in it's a match made in heaven down was in Carolina fish, was the fish religious based what kind yeah. of base was on the fish religious base or booyah base maybe all right let's get into a lightning round of news here because there was some small moves that aren't huge but i'll i'll talk about them and have you guys chime in at the end so the ravens signed a wide receiver they spent big they got a prime player for lamar jackson and that player is nelson Aguilar, (laughs) formerly of the patriots one year 3.25 million dollar deal a little bit less than the 13 that the pats paid him a couple years ago idiots kj hamler uh Underwent surgery on his pec. He's expected to miss He's four done. to six months. Um, I said at the end, Tyler. Um, does this kill any hope for Hamler? Probably. The Colts, here's a sneaky one. They lost Paris Campbell to the New York Giants. They go and sign Isaiah McKenzie, who was released from the Bills. The Giants signed wide receiver Jamison Crowder, so another small diminutive slot receiver for the Giants to a, <laughs> to a one-year deal. He probably won't even make the team. Yeah. The Raiders signed tight end Austin Hooper to a one-year $2.8 million Gross. contract. The Raiders signed OJ Howard to a contract. Gross. Yeah. Uh, but the Texans, Dalton Schultz bet on himself, and he lost. Supposedly, he had a three-year $36 million deal on the table. He passed, and now he's a Texan making one year, making $9 million for one year. Kind of want to prove a deal like Evan Ingram got last year. You know, he's going to be a good security blanket for a rookie quarterback coming in. So I don't mind the fit, although now Brevin Jordan appears to be dead, which makes me upset, at least for a year. Um, and then the Panthers re-signed kicker Eddie Pinero because kickers matter. Shout out to our friend Josh, the, the biggest <laughs> kicker fan in the you know history there, of kickers. You know, there's a trade for a kicker, too. San Francisco traded for Zane Gonzalez. Zane, Zane Gonzalez, that. yeah, it just came out today. What a world. Yeah. Shout out to Josh with the kicker. News. I heard it was a, a 2025 pick swap. Like the yeah. fifth round. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nothing. So, guys, any any comments on these last handful of moves that we covered? I already I think, commented. I yeah. think the okay. only one that really matters fantasy-wise is Dalton Schultz as of right now. Um, and maybe Austin Hooper. I think maybe. McKenzie. Yeah, I, I'd say McKenzie the most. But I want to – like, Schultz, he was an Austin Hooper-like player. He was heavily targeted. Like, he was in Atlanta. Everybody had hope. And I think since he's going to Houston, if you would say in Dallas, oh, 100% would have loved it. But he moved on. I think in Houston, people are going to realize, like, okay, he was a replaceable type player. And Jake Ferguson, if you haven't already gotten him, you should have made that move months ago. Yeah, you are very, very late on that because he is the and equivalent. Hendershot, too. Yeah, I love Hendershot. Hendershot's got more of a wide like receiver prof- profile. And he's got a full sleeve tattoo, which, you know, matters in your full sleeve tattoo stats, uh, those yes. leagues. Points per sleeve. Yes. Yeah. 
Do you so get any you points for a wizard's sleeve? ADP just because of the tattoo sleeve? Is that what it is? Yeah. Duh. Don't Duh. you? Doesn't everybody? I think for sure. So. I'm going to have to add some sleeves. I need some points. So. Get the fake ones. The fake ones that you just oh, slide God. on and they look fake. <laughs> and speaking of fake ones, I'm going to give you a website where they're not fake. You want to talk about the real deal. It is Trophy Smack. You want to get the real deal trophy, the best in the business, not only customizable, not only do they have football, hockey, basketball, baseball, soccer, everything that you could want. When you use code DHH ring, you'll get a free $60 championship ring with the purchase of a trophy or a belt. They even got grills. If you want to be like Paul Wall or juvenile and like, you know, make smiles and have all sorts of fun with that. You could do that too, which is wild to me. Love that idea. They also have stuff for the losers of your league. So for every winner, there's a loser. And you know what? You might have a punishment for them. You know, whether you, whether you go to a Waffle House and you eat pancakes like that one. I've seen some other good ones recently. A guy brought a blow-up doll to a restaurant. Um, and his then had his, got pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was real, but it was it, it was funny. Um, so, yeah, lots of really cool options on Trophy Smack. They're expanding their selection quite often. Uh, and I heard that they might invite us out to L.A. for their uh, Scott Fishbowl 13. Tyler, are you going to confirm that? or? Well, I tried getting a hold of Cuban, but, you know, he's got that whole whistle you gate, get, you know, the yeah. whole entire thing that's going on. In the Did NBA, you get touch so. with Matt instead, at least? I, yeah, Matt's harder to get a hold of than, than Cuban, so. Yeah, that's true. The Cuban so, whistle crisis, by the way, is the most clever headline I've ever seen. <laughs> that is pretty good. Uh, so once again, that is code Ring for that free ring at checkout. All right, let's talk about our first topic here. It's the tight end landscape. This is my bread and butter. I am all about the tight Pass. ends. It's kind of what I'm known for. <laughs> Pass, yes. Um, Pass. I love talking tight ends because I feel in Dynasty, it's one of those things that you can mine value from, not right away but like years down the road. And I've been able to do it with selling off guys like Hunter Henry, Njoku, Waller at like big, big money, and then just finding the next guy and then turning them and flipping them because the tight end position takes years usually for it to hit. Uh, Kyle Pitts is a great example. (laughs) (laughs) I hate my life. Got him! Tight end Uh, two, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, tight end two. So... The tight end landscape, you know, when we look at Dynasty Startup, it's still Travis Kelsey at the top. Our top five hasn't really changed much, but we did get Dallas Goddard in there, which is interesting to me. Um, So I just want to get your guys' observations looking at startups here. Who are we buying and selling? Uh, Tyler, let's start with you. Pat Frymuth. He is one of the players that I'm targeting. People are starting to worry about concussions. I'm not worried. Um, You know, he's had from what we know in like two last year, two or three. But uh, like you guys saw in the listener league, I traded for him and I am a huge fan of him. I think he's going to grow with Pickett and also the tight end ahead of him, TJ Hawkinson up here in Minnesota. He, I think is going to be a guy that ends his career here in Minnesota. They love him here. He's a safety blanket for Kirk and whoever plays after Kirk. I really like him and the tight end, three mark andrews i'm nervous i'm i'm actually very nervous about him with the whole lamar saga and yeah so I, apparently that's as far as i'll go there uh and i'm not going to talk about dolchich because i'm pretty sure he's going to get brought up yes uh and one more no i can't talk about him either chig that's your boy trey that was going to be my guy yeah. trey mcbride i'll go with trey mcbride okay. is my deep sleeper you guys know how much i loved trey mcbride last year I was a huge fan of him. 
trying to scoop him up early second round in every draft I could, even in non-tight end premium, because I think he's a difference maker. And with that team kind of going into a weird rebuild, I think next year with Caleb Williams after they trade Kyler and they just kind of hit refresh, because that, yeah. me personally, I think that's going to happen. Uh, I think Trey McBride is a guy that is going to be in the top eight talks for tight end. Yeah, and Zach Ertz will probably be there this year, and then he'll be gone, I would imagine. Hot t- I can't hot do tight end hot takes. Hot that's take that's you. <laughs> You've got a reputation now. Oh, let's yeah, see, I've got to live up see to what, it. Yeah, let's see James, what you do. James, talk to us about buying Greg Dolchich because I it know may it's in, it, it may involve one of these uh, guys that I'm about to talk to talk about, and Juwan Johnson, currently nice. tight end 25 on, on Dynasty League football. You know he reminds Derek Carr of Darren Waller, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. 6'4", <laughs> 230 pounds of him. I mean, Carr heavily targeting the tight end in – uh, the the desert. Now he's moving to New Orleans, and I don't believe it's going to change much. He's going to uh, get he the needs... dessert with some beignets. Yeah, uh, maybe or not. Maybe just the... go back to Chipotle. I was going to say <laughs> the first meal he had was Chipotle. Yeah. What? Oh my god. Uh, Juwan Johnson just we talked about it last week. Uh, just signed a re-signed a two-year deal worth twelve million dollars, eleven and a half million guaranteed. That means he is going to be there for the next two years. He's only going to be twenty three seven years old in 2023 i like it he's a cheap investment he was third on the team in targets last year with 65 in 2022 only behind olave and camara and guess what camara may not be there as much as we expect uh with that um litigation pending over his head but uh 42 receptions five over 500 yards and seven touchdowns and he only started 12 games last year averaging 11 and a half yards per reception and he's dead cheap right now you can pick him up pretty much off the street as a, as an easy throw in um you know i'll talk about my cell in a minute and i think you can get my 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 cell with a first round pick and juan johnson you'd be really happy right there oh if you're i got i mean going to your cell uh doug and i are in a league the bar tab league and i had my initial uh divert what is it? Dispersal auction. Mm-hmm. And I got Mark I got Mark Andrews and I traded Mark Andrews. That was the first trade I made. And I got a heap for him. Like I, I got Mike Isecki as kind of a second tight end for well, you know, which I love the landing spot. But uh yeah, he's in my eyes one of those guys where when you see him on your team, you're just like, I I think now is the time. Yep. My my buy, this is a pretty good one. This is a guy that I've been telling our listeners about since draft season last year. He tested as the most athletic tight end in the draft last year. He looks kind of like a more athletic Delaney Walker. Ironic that he's on the Tennessee Titans. He came in in his rookie year and was stretching the field. He was making big plays in a offense that struggled in the passing game because of injuries to Ryan Tannehill. And they were, they were, you know, rolling out Malik Malik Willis and (laughs) Dobbs. uh, Yeah. And Charlie Whitehurst, it seemed. So it's, it's Chigazim Okonkwo. And I think this is a move like you might have to he's tight end 15 right now. So he's on the fringe. He's climbing. But I think it's still the time to buy because the way I look at it, when you look at the Tennessee Titans offense, they've lost a lot of offensive line pieces. They have Trey Lombergs. Um, Who else do they have? Robert Woods is gone. They have Kyle Phillips. Cool. Nick Westbrook Akine. Like there's no reason why Chica Conquo couldn't be number two on the team in targets. He's a a wicked mismatch for linebackers and safeties because of his speed. I think a Conquo could be come this time next year. He could be in the tight end eight to seven range. That's how much faith I have in Chig. 
this year because of the situation that he's in. And I don't think the Tennessee Titans are going to spend draft capital, big draft capital on a receiver. They haven't gone and, and signed any as free agents. They have a ton of needs. This team's not going to be good. They're losing defensive players. They're going to have to pass a lot. Like this, to me, like Chigakonkwo is on the cusp of being a tight end one in Dynasty Startup. So for me, get in now if you can. Pay the price even though it's rising because it's only going to go higher. What are, what are you giving? Like uh, say it's a tight end premium super flex league. Tight end premium, I would give like a probably at this. I would give an early second. That I see. I was thinking mid, and I'm like, Doug's got to go higher than that. So yeah, and and even though this is a great tight end class, like I think it's an awesome tight end class, and it's one of the reasons why we look at this list now. There's some, you know, there's rumors there might be four tight ends in the first round. There's rumors there might be six or seven taken in the top fifty. The tight end landscape, much like the running back landscape, is going to change after the draft. Some of these guys are going to be affected. Now, in the future of the tight end position. We could see a changing of the guard. Older guys like Kelsey, obviously, you know, guys that have been around Waller, um, you know, as Kittle gets older, as Mark Andrews gets older, this class could be in two years at the a lot of these guys in the top 10 for Dynasty Startups. And I wouldn't doubt it whatsoever because you've got some guys aging out and you've got this awesome class coming in. Now, a lot of that is obviously landing spot dependent and draft capital and all that jazz. But I think this could be a a not generational, but a, a a tilting of the power at the tight end position with this year's class. Maybe. And I think, I think Chig's young enough where you can get him and he'll still elevate. Whereas the older guys, I know James is going to talk about one of his cells. I'm kind of selling all older tight ends. Yeah. Like that's and where I'm at with that. For, for me talking about the tight end lines landscape, uh, what if this class is what we all wanted the Najoku OJ Howard class to be the Evan Ingram because that like, was the 2017 class was supposed to be the bee's knees. Yes, and this class is the first time I've ever heard of this many tight ends this early and it being good. So, yep, yeah. I mean, we can only hope the position needs some uh, breath of air. Breath yeah, of when you look at when you look ooh. at some of the names on this list from startups, I'm like, why is Adam Troutman tight end 37? Like that's how bad. Johnu Smith is tight end 35. Like. Ugh. Logan Thomas, tight end 28. Ugh. Hayden Hurst, tight end 27. Like, really? Like, it gets, I can't, and, and here's another buy too. Noah Fant, still hilariously low, by the way, at tight end 20. Very young buy. still. I like Noah Fant. You can get him dirt cheap in tight end premium leagues. He is super young. I think Seattle, um, it's you know, obviously his second team, but he's coming up on a contract. I wouldn't be surprised if he moves teams at age 26 and then has a late breakout like we all wanted him to because we know his profile is great. Yeah. So, James, who's your sell at the tight end position? Well, I mean, we've hinted at it about five times now, but it is Mark <laughs> Andrews. Uh, tight end three, finished tight end four overall in 2022. And tight end one in 2021. Like, uh, like, we sell good players to cash in on their value before their value starts to tank. And that's exactly what's about to happen with Mark Andrews, in my opinion. Uh, we still have Lamar pending sign, uh, pending a signed contract could turn into a holdout as a go as we go towards OTAs. Yep. Um, we saw Isaiah likely last year come out, had 60 targets, 36 for 373 and three touchdowns. Now they have a new offensive coordinator. Greg Roman got the boot, Todd Munkin in the building, and he's a different kind of offensive scheme to go along with this Ra Ravens offense. You know, 
usually they they tried to ground pound the ground run the ball use Lamar and no one else not trying to throw the ball they are going to throw the ball in this offense we saw we saw what he did with Georgia he spread the ball around from sideline to sideline not and, and he did successfully use two tight ends at Georgia yeah, too that, yes that was 100% yes. and then so you know with Isaiah likely stepping in his second year um in his rookie de- during his rookie contract, I, I think he's going to make more of an impression and ne- more so now than ever with this new offensive scheme coming in. And like I said, I'm, I mean, in a super flex tight end premium, if you're getting rid of Mark Andrews, I am looking for a top three pick in this year's yeah, rookie I'd draft. Gi- I'd give, and Andrews I think for he, 102, 103, 102, easy. 103, and get an easy Juwan Johnson, uh, Chigo Okwanko throw in, to add to that, to cover the tight end that you're losing and still be productive for the following year and pick up a quarterback while you're at it. One of my favorite rosters, my tight ends, it's tight end premium. It's a league I'm in now. Tyler's back in. It's in bar tab. I have Pat Fryermuth, TJ Hawkinson, Chica Conquo, and Isaiah Likely, and Daniel Bellinger, which you know may take a little bit of time. Hold like, on to Bellinger. You'll be all right. Oh, I am. I'm going to. And I'm just like, oh, man, I love these tight, this tight end group. And that's leagues where I've, I've sold Henry and Joku Waller for major money and been able to make moves in other ways. So, yeah, there's there's definitely a talent mining at the tight end position. If you do it right and you flip it, people will pay premium in tight end premium. There's no doubt about it. Also, I think right now is the cheapest you will get Kyle Pitts in his whole career. Oh, mm. probably you're probably 100 about that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know it's a laughing stock and stuff, but I don't think his price was devalued insanely much because you know it's Kyle Pitts and he's a unicorn. But mm. I do personally think he is actually obtainable now, and you can get him for a 23 f- single first. Personally, like say Ooh, you're in a tight end premium. Tight end premium. I think you could give the 104, 105, maybe even just 103. Say you're not really impressed with the quarterback class, you could give 102, 103 just straight up for Pitts. And if you're okay at quarterback, I think I would do that. If it's not a super flex league, and it's like if we're talking non super flex, yeah, I, I would still go like for like the 101. If you're not competing, you're not getting Bijan Robinson, then you're flipping that out. Like, I don't know, man. Kyle Pitts is an iffy situation right now. And like you said, it is probably the the lowest his value is going to be before he starts getting comfortable with they, Desmond Ritter or whoever the quarterback is two years, be down in he's three, well, three seasons away from a fifth year breakout. So as long as you get the patience and he's going to be 22 years old when that happens, like he's, I know, so, but, but it's Atlanta, bound to happen. It's just a matter of when, and do you have the patience to hold on and, and you spent high draft capital on him. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people were taking him, in the in the first top three picks and super flex yeah. tight I mean, end. The Falcons should be one of the teams Tyler. that's a, the, the Falcons should be a silent tanking team, so they should be in play for one of the top quarterbacks next year. I I, I really hope it's Drake May because he would be awesome with Pitts. Well, I agree. Say as long as he's good with Drake London, I don't care. Yeah, a lot, all the Drakes, Drakes snack cakes. You know, Drake the rapper. Like you know, you got it. All Drake, all Drake, all the time. The NFL draft according to Drake. According to Drake, you know what? There's a product that Drake uses. I actually don't know if he uses it, but I'll just, you know, it's a good segue. Um, you know, he's got a very nicely sculpted I know, beard. I know John Daly and his son use it because I just saw a ad for oh. this product with the Daly's. Very, very nice. Yeah, I'm sure that, yeah, John Daly probably uh, uses that amongst other things. But yeah, Manscaped <laughs> is where it's at. It's the right tool for the job. If you need something to take care of all that, unsightly hair in your sensitive areas, even your, your public, maybe you want to shave your chest, like easy peasy. You can do it 
with Manscaped and their Lawnmower 4.0. So wireless charger. It comes with the weed whacker nose and ear trimmer. So again, John Daly, he's got hair coming out of everywhere. I'm sure he uses that on the regular. And I bet after a long day of golf, he's probably using the crop preserver, the cleanser, and the reviver because no one wants to be out there playing golf, swinging real hard, hitting 300-yard shots, and sweating their uh, you-know-what's off. So, you know, he probably carries it in his bag, little spray, freshen it up so he's not stinking up the joint. They have it all at Manscaped. And they even have a discount right now. You can use code DHH for 20% off at checkout and get all those things. And then you will be the, the cleanest, the smoothest looking dude in town with Manscaped. Code DHH, 20% off right now. I want to hit this question because it's really interesting to me. And I have a clear cut answer for me okay. personally. Uh, Eddie Goodman in the, in the chat from Facebook's Superflex with Josh oh, Allen, wow. Fields, and Kyler. Would you trade the 102 and Kyler for Mahomes? Best roster in the league, back-to-back championships. I mean, to have Mahomes, Allen, and Fields is useless. Like, I, I, I would love to have Mahomes, but honestly, you start two. You start two quarterbacks. You're going to have a premier asset on Oof. your bench most weeks. That's not, like you want to have premier players in your starting lineup. For for me, I'm trading Kyler for another position of need: yes. running back, receiver, tight end, and, and plus. <laughs> Yeah, so for me, 102, I'm taking Stroud or Young, whichever quarterback you like, and pair that with Allen and Fields. Like, Stroud has a very high ceiling. Young, I think, personally has a high ceiling because he's, I think he's, despite the height and stuff, I think he's somebody who's not going to bust. He's just too smart, too football savvy. Uh, So for me, like, go CJ Stroud. You have Josh Allen and Fields. He's your third quarterback. You can grow with him, even if he's a Jared Goff. You've got a third quarterback that's like Goff, and then use the Kyler ammo to go get another position of need that you're actually going to start. See, I like trade Kyler Murray for Brees Hall. Yes, but that ain't happening. (laughs) There's a lot of people off. I mean, you know, you know that I'm the biggest Kyler hater just because of, I don't like him as a person. I think this would be super fun to get Pat Mahomes and just start Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen every week. Like who else can say that they can do that? Right. And yes, fields is your QB three and you don't necessarily need one, but but you could trade him. You have back-to-back championships. What if Mahomes or Allen gets injured? Then you slide fields in, and you don't really miss too much of a beat, I don't think. So for me, from a fun factor, I'm like, yeah, like give me Mahomes, give me Josh Allen, because we're talking dynasty. These guys are going to play for 10-plus more years. Like, yeah, the 102 is valuable. I get that. Is Bryce Young going to be Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes? I don't think so. To me, it's like you have the number one and number two quarterbacks in Superflex for a long time, and you've already won back-to-back championships. You can start the run of an absolute dynasty, depending on what the rest of your roster looks like. Trade like like Tyler said. Kyler, everyone's low on him. The one I, I would do this move because it would just be fun to me to have those two guys and to just swing it around every week and let everyone know I've got the two best quarterbacks. I've got it would be a lot of fun. So maybe, maybe do this, like trade, trade the, do that trade and then trade fields for one one See if you can get Bijan for fields. Say, say the team is quarterback needy and fields, you know, has that ceiling. You could, then you can roll with, uh, uh, Allen fields or Allen and Mahomes, And then you got Bijan as a running back. Like for me, the hard part for me is the asset sitting on your bench week to week, and you're not starting them unless that there is an injury. 
See that 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 bugs me. What if, so what if you have the top quarterbacks and then you have an injury and you need like a stud running back or a wide receiver? Then you take Fields and say, hey, like I'm going to move him for this, and just sit with Allen and Mahomes. Like I mean, you could do that either way with Kyler. Yeah, but I think point. you're going to get then, more from Fields than you are Kyler. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could actually do 102 for, 102 in Fields for Mahomes plus plus, and then yeah, Kyler once his value rises up, you could deal Kyler like there's yeah, so many you're, you're trading here. Kyler on the low right now like, yeah 100, 100%. and he, yeah, he will he's come a back end QB one in startups and so. he'll come back and he'll have a game where it's just like oh my god there's Kyler Murray and then beep, yeah and then so, he'll right. fall on the ground once <laughs> and he'll cry like a little baby all right let's get into our super flex mock draft James if you could pull it up on the screen we will take a look at it here I think I have the first pick which is always fun yes you do oh Look at me. Uh, oh, yeah. Whew. I have put zero thought into this, so this is going to be all off the top of the dome. Nice. My my initial gut, I am not pro drafting Bijan 101 in a super flex league because I just see way more value in the quarterback position for 10 to 15 years where I'm going to get peak Bijan for maybe five to six if I'm lucky. Um, you know, a lot depends on landing spot. With QBs, we know that they're probably going to start right away. They're not going to share time or anything like that. So, um you know what? Why don't we? I, I really, it's to me, it's between Stroud and it's between Young. I like both of those guys. Richardson has the highest ceiling, obviously, but I'm not willing to yeah. dunk the one on one on him, I think, yet. Um, so, you know what? Give me Bryce Young. I think he's got the ability, he's got that rushing upside. He's super intelligent, he's accurate. I know he's a little bit smaller. That doesn't bother me. So is Russell Wilson, so is Drew Brees, so on and so forth. Um, so I say, give me Bryce Young at the 101 here. Now we're off to James. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. James, it's your pick. All right. Well, uh, in that case, I'm going to take the other guy out here, and that's CJ Stroud. I mean, obviously, we just saw his pro day. It's just as good as his combine. Combine, rather. Made a lot of plays that would have been plays for the defense in the NFL. But uh, his accuracy is shown through. All right. And I believe that he can make starting roster right now. Not a problem. And it's going to be the Panthers. He is going to be the 101. I don't believe it's Bryce Young, but hey, we could be surprised. But either way, you're walking away here at the 102 with a with a starting quarterback at the next level. Um, and I think he has a bright future. CJ Stroud locking in 102. Wow. Did not expect this. Tyler's wow. like, oh, I'm taking the generational talent in Bijan. I know running back is kind of not my thing, but a generational mm. running back is perfect for me. And Bijan is a generational talent. I'm I'm in that boat. So I think he's got, instead of the three years that a normal running back probably lifespan has, I think Bijan has five to six, seven years, a Zeke Elliott type career. He is somebody that is going to just dominate in the pass catching role. He's special. And if you can get a running back like that, I think his value will rise. He's already almost a first round startup pick. And in non superflex, he is a first round startup pick. So right. Bijan to me is the answer. I, I will I think for me, if I am a quarterback needy team, I am going with one of these quarterbacks and I think it is Stroud Same. for me. I will dig deeper into it next week because we're getting our rookie quarterback reviews next week. Spoiler alert. But I will be really digging into the film like crazy uh, just in the quarterbacks. But, 
yeah, I, I'm with you guys, especially if you're 101 and you earn the 101, quarterback should be the pick because their value is pretty much cemented. Yeah. But right here, 103, there's a, to- there's a top three tier for me, and I think these three are it. Yeah, at the 104, I mean, this one's tough for me because I see two players that I both would want. <clears throat> I, I think even if I was positionally dependent, I, I don't know if I could pass on Anthony Richardson here. Like it's just a slam dunk, just the ceiling alone. Like as much as my heart says, like oh Jackson Smith and Jigba, I still lean the quarterback receivers. Like he's the number one in a class that's not great. I think he could be very very good. I don't think he's going to be on the same level of a Jefferson or a Chase or a Lamb. So for me, just give me Anthony Richardson. I'll take the gamble that the ceiling is going to be Justin Fields plus what we saw last year. I love I love that pick. I mean, for me, it's. Next, it's these two players that are getting drafted in another tier. Uh, Richardson, like if you listen to Ray G's podcast, Richardson has the highest ceiling in fantasy. He may not be a, a dynamite, you know, real NFL quarterback right now. Doesn't but matter. In fantasy, his floor is 12 points because he's going to run the ball. He's going to get goal line touches. It could be his, his floor is Jalen Hurts two years ago. Yeah, and which is fine. And his ceiling could be Jalen Hurts this year. Like, yeah, and and I mean, honestly, I like him better as a prospect than I liked Fields. I think he's got a better arm. He's got a little more better accuracy, and from everything you hear in the interview process, the kid is smart as can be. Like him and Bryce Young were the two most talked about players when it came to meetings and nailing down plays. So he has a lot of room to grow. And if he does do that, he's a guy that could be the Josh Allen area for, for Superflex League. So this is, if you get him at one Oh four, you are running the ticket in. <laughs> yeah. James ran his ticket in when he saw that I took Richardson, he filled in who he was picking right away. And that was who, I mean, it's a no brainer. This wide receiver class is, is very limited to top tier talent and, Jack, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is that top tier talent. And then there's a big cliff where you can jump off to find the next guy in the wide receiver room. <laughs> um, Jackson Smith and Jigba smooth running reminds me a lot of Amon, Amon Ross and Brown, the way he can r- run his routes, crisp, sharp. He is pretty fast. I believe he just posted a four five forty um at his pro day, which is quite fine for me. Low, we thought low four run. fives, high four fours which is perfectly fine. <clears throat> we saw Wilson. We saw Olave, their transitions to the NFL. Why should JSN be any different? It doesn't matter the team. It doesn't matter the landing spot. The pure talent of these Ohio State wide receivers is just amazing. Wait and I think, year. I think oh JSN, God. I think, yeah, I know. I can't wait. And I think JSN continues the trend here. Um, and I'm happy to take him at the 105 before any other running backs go off the board. Nice. Next next year is nuts because I've heard scouts on Marvin podcasts, Harrison Jr. Yes, they say they love watching C.J. Stroud, but the best part was watching Marvin Harrison yes. Jr. The day, catch the ball at, at pro the day. pro day on tape. His footwork like, is he's so nuts. good. Yeah, he, and, and the thing is, like they talk about. Uh, I know Pat McAfee talked about it because they're talking about uh, Patrick Sertain Jr. with Adam Jones. And he's like, he's just natural because he grew up with it. Like, he grew up with that mentality. Like, you got to work hard. You know you're talented, but you still got to work your tail off to be the greatest. And Marvin Harrison has a Hall of Fame dad to to learn from. And he's ultra-talented. So, yep. Whew. 
Also, I love listening to Pat McAfee because uh, Adam Pacman Jones. Do you guys remember Chris Henry, wide receiver for the Bengals? From Cincinnati, yeah. yeah. It, apparently, his son is the top recruit at wide receiver. He's 6'5 already, and Dang. he's got tons of offers. Uh, he's going to be a stud, and That's that will awesome. be fun. Chris Chris Henry Jr., so yep. that will be fun to have another Chris Henry in. That makes uh, me feel so old. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> yeah. Just Marvin uh, Harrison Jr., seeing his name come through little – Bits of media here and there throughout the college season last year. I'm like, oh man, that, here <laughs> yeah. we go, second generation. Him and those two quarterbacks are, right. all, and Brock Bowers. Like we're getting ahead of ourselves. All right, Tyler, but, let's keep it moving. We uh, got two rounds to do. For me, this this gets a little tough, but I'm gonna go with positional value, and the value is quarterback. I'm going Will Levis. Yes. Uh, for me, I, I'm I'm hot cold on Will Levis. I love that type of player. I love the cannon of an arm. But I like saw that... someone on Twitter's like he looks too muscular. <laughs> like... There's no room to grow. His <laughs> arms too big already. <laughs> yeah. The difference so with stupid. Will Levis and these guys that he's compared to, like Darnold, and like he's got a Josh Allen mentality. Like he's a guy that is very fun. He's a guy that teammates love, and you hear that you know throughout the whole entire process. He his his throwing needs some work. His foot. You know, his footwork needs some work, but uh, man, he, he dropped a 75 yard bomb at his pro day or a 65, 70 yard bomb in his pro day. Very Zach Wilson esque. He's got a cannon. <laughs> Zach Wilson is a lot worse than Will Levis. So well, we I shall don't... see. <laughs> but Will Levis, he has a very high ceiling, a very yes. low floor. And if he lands with the Raiders, I like that because he gets to sit behind Jimmy G. And Jimmy G gets to be the laughing stock starter of, like, for the next three years. Jim, Jimmy G will not be the starter for the next three years. <laughs> Seattle would also be a very good landing spot where Don't he could learn, yeah. learn behind Gino, and yeah. you'd have tons of wide receiver weapons. So for me, Will Levis, the position, the value, and if he hits, he's going to return. To Real fast, value. since you since you picked Will Levis and you were pretty high on Kenny Pickett last year, Pickett or Will Levis, if they were in the same group? I think I'd go Pickett. Okay. Just because I saw growth. Okay. He's... He's an accurate thrower, and he's got tons of weapons around him. So I think the ceiling with Levis is higher than Pickett because Pickett has definitely not that arm. Pickett does not have the no. cannon. But I think I saw what I need to see with Pickett. So for me, we'll get here. it. We'll get in more I'll, more depth. I'll keep this week. one. I'll keep this one easy with the next pick. I was hoping Tyler would take Levis because the best player available drops in my lap, and it's not even close. Uh, to me, it's, it's Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. We all know the running back position is a little bit of a wild card depending on landing spot, but I really like Gibbs' talent. I don't think he's a three-down guy necessarily, um, but depending on where he lands, he should get plenty of work. I love his vision. His explosiveness is good. He tested well. So this is a really easy pick. It's by far and away the best player available here is Jameer Gibbs. So, James, let's move on to you. With I, I want I want more comment with Gibbs. Uh, if you don't get <laughs> Gibbs and you can't land him, James Cook is a perfect solution for your fantasy team. You want to know why? James Cook and Gibbs way about the same. They play the same type of position, I think. Uh, I think James Cook will get the opportunity to have that pass kitchen role. So if you I, don't I, land Gibbs, he's I've a seen a lot version. of Gibbs comping to Jamal Charles recently, and I was like, mm. you can't do that. Jamal you, Charles is an all time leader in yards per Jameer carry. Jameer Gibbs, like, I comped him to Alvin Kamara. 
A lot of his yards after the catch is is what I want to see. He's very versatile, and I agree with you. He belongs in the top six picks, top seven picks. I I just think that if you miss out on Gibbs, you can get James Cook for a very cheaper price, and you'll be just as happy. One ten for James Cook. Yeah, say you miss out on Gibbs. Say you have two first rounders, and I think you could even get Cook for one twelve. Yeah, I was gonna say probably even less than that for sure. All right, James, who you got next? That, that kind of screwed me up a little this bit. This is where the tear breaks pretty hard, I think. Lots of tears. Just rolling down your <laughs> face. Yeah, rolling down the cheeks. I've seen other wide receivers go, but I'm going to take my guy, and that's that's uh, Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. Nice. Uh, he he still is my, my RB3 in this class. Uh, 22-year-old senior. Kind of scary a little bit, but he is that big body, 225, 6'1". Knock them t- down until they don't stand anymore. Get them through. Very explosive at the next level. Uh, definitely has a size to be, be a three-down back if we still have three-down backs in the NFL moving forward. Um, but, yeah, this is a perfect spot for him. And if you are a quarterback-needy team, I am definitely landing one of the top three here. It was either Gibbs or, or Charbonnet for me. This is when it gets real interesting because I do <laughs> – go in all different directions. Yeah, I, I could go four or five different directions. and do one of them. <laughs> For me, I think I'm going to go with the upside in Quentin Johnson. I know you guys uh, are big on him. Yeah, TCU. <laughs> for, me, for me, it's just the I get it. I understand speed. it. Especially if I'm at this position in the draft. I've already talked about it, so I'm not going to go into detail. If I'm this far back in the draft, my team's not bad. I'm looking for upside and a guy that can hit. And Quentin Johnson, you know, without knowing the landing spot, is probably the best bet for an ultra amazing like there's so many receivers i could go for for but do i want a tiny slot guy that you know it's tyler lockett oh yeah <laughs> Zay Flowers, oh yeah we want Zay flowers uh jordan addison another tiny slot guy that underperformed that's probably a second round pick now from everything i'm hearing uh so for me i think quinn johnson's gonna get that draft capital and an opportunity to succeed Speaking of draft capital, with my next pick, you know, it's between two receivers here. And I think you nailed it, Tyler. I think Jordan Addison is going to slip out of the first round and get into the second round. But this receiver right up the street from me, about an hour away in Boston College, had a beautiful collegiate Ah. career. He tested so well. He's going to the Giants. He put on some extra bulk. I think he's going to be a first round pick somewhere between pick 21 and 32. And, you know, there's been a lot of hype, and I'm not really following the Twitter hype because he was already hyped for me anyway because I get to see a lot of BC games. His route running is great. His footwork is great. People comping him to Antonio Brown, calm down, okay? Um, But for me, it's Zay Flowers uh, here at this spot because I think that uh, when you look at the complete package, I think that he can step on the field in day one and be a contributor to whatever team drafts him. Yeah, I I don't mind that at all. Um, whether or not Jordan Haddison falls is, is a real question here, but I'm not going to go wide receiver. I was thinking about it. And then like, I'm like, let me, uh, let me move a little bit and, and just switch gears. I'm going Mike Mayer out of Notre Dame. First right. tight end off the board. It says John, super flex Michael Mayer, John Mayer. No, his body is a wonderland. Have you seen? No, him? no, <laughs> no. Don't do that to him, man. It's Michael. And you know, I'm calling I like, him Michael. You know, I like Michael Mayer. Oh yeah, and that's probably why I did it because I didn't want Tyler to take him at one twelve. Um, <laughs> he is like like Doug said, this is a deep tight end draft class, but he is the standout one hundred and one out of the class, and uh, 
Well, I mean, there's a, there's a couple out there that could take it, but we'll no. get there. I'm sure they'll be drafted your here. Stereotypical today. size, weight, physicality of a pass catching tight end that I like, and Notre Dame has yet to fail at putting up tight ends. So uh, Michael Mayer, one eleven, lock it in. That is a good transition because I'm going to go uh, Kincaid. Nice, the tight end. Uh, he is a Travis Kelsey clone. And if he me, tested, he'd be the clear one, clear tight yes. end one, I think. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's just the ability. Like, if we were playing in 2002, Michael Mayer would be a stud. He is the typical tight end you'd want back then. But nowadays, Kelsey's change at Kittle. Kittle's kind of more the you know the wide tight end, the, the stay at home block. But that's who you hope Mayer can be. But Kincaid could be Kelsey. He could be the Mark Andrews and be hyper targeted so that is where i'm going with the pick uh i know he's a little older and he has the injury that he is recovering from but i'm not scared apparently he's going to be a first round pick and it, there's only one one spot that i would not be a fan of if you could stretch it to and that's the chiefs is what i've seen <laughs> on some mocks and i know everybody's like oh that's perfect kelsey ain't leaving the game unless no. he wins another super bowl and him and his brother walk off together that is the only way Holding it hands. happens. Make it weird. Uh, and, and I mean, their podcast is successful, so he has another fallback to make. Oh yeah, I'm cash. sure he's gonna be struggling for money with you know I mean, the... that that podcast sponsors alone probably makes thousands and thousands. So they're they're perfectly fine. They're they're fun to have in the league. So, but yeah, Kincaid I think is the the tight end I want. Sadly, over Michael Mayer, who I was I still love, but Kincaid is the pick. Nice. Now I am up at the two oh one here. Again, it's decision time. It's like, which player do I like more? And the more that I watch this player, the more that I like him. He reminds me a little bit of watching Jahan Dotson last year. Good route runner, solid hands. Now he's played with some pretty good quarterbacks in college, but he just seems to make plays and he's reliable. He's where you need him to be. He may not be a sexy fantasy football player at first, but I think Josh Downs is a rock solid prospect. And I think he's going to surprise some people with how well he plays in the NFL. Um, like I said, reminds me a little bit of Jahan Dotson, not quite as fast, but a good route runner. He plays bigger than he is. And that's what I like to see on tape. Um, so Josh Downs is my pick here at the 201 because I'm going to lean wide receiver over running back because this class is deep. There's lots of names here still at the running back position. That's fair. I think I think Jordan Addison really short, showed out the in fall the combine. Should stop. Yeah, yeah, this fall should stop here. I'm not going to let him get past the 202. It was between the two of them. I just kind of laid down that, a little bit, and that's perfect, perfectly fine. I, I think the the build of Jordan Addison, 5'11", 173. He could pick up some weight in the NFL and still maintain his speed. Um, he's got good burst score, good speed score. Uh, I'm okay with him. Doesn't matter where he falls. I think he's still going to be a, a, a contribution to your team. Uh, best comparable to Deontay Johnson. Uh, I see Kelvin Ridley in him. So yeah. much Kelvin yeah. Ridley in him. So, you know, I don't think he, I don't think he matters. I think he's a wide receiver to ceiling in fantasy. And I'm perfectly okay with that. Taking him in the second round. Tyler, oh, off to you. This is, this is tough. <laughs> I do not <laughs> like this. Um, for me, I'm going to go, let's go Devin a chain. Let's Good go running time. back. Devin a chain. Yep. I love the speed, the ultra, like uh, Olympic speed. This guy's fast as fast. And I think he ran slow in the combine. So for me, I'm going to go. With I remember Dre Archer. 
I'm I he's heavier than Dre Archer. Dre Archer. I, is, is. I remember Archer's, Muggsy Bogues. When Dre you Archer, said Olympic speed, I just remember Dre Archer and Dre Archer how he weighs out. as much as your leg. One I single have leg. legs, it's true. Uh but for me, A Chain, he you know, he weighed at one eighty three, I think it was at the combine. That's fine with me. He reminds me of Raheem Mosert, a guy that if he's allowed a crease one cut and gone. Yeah, that's it. And if he lands with Miami or San Francisco, I love it. Even if he lands with Atlanta, I love it. But man, A Chain yeah, it's just he's he's a boom bust. He's Tony Pollard. I'm laughing. I'm laughing right here because last year you were all against Damian Pierce, and then Damian Devin Pierce A-Chain, was not fast. Uh, <laughs> For a man of his size, he didn't test terribly. Yeah, and and like he's gonna catch the ball more so than anything else. A chain's more of a, a why are you teams comparing guy. apples to steak? Because Pierce, because I'm a chef, I'm allowed to. Pierce was literally <laughs> a first round rookie pick. He he dropped into the first. So I mean, a chain you can get mid second, early mid second. So well, Pierce only yeah yeah I guess you're right. Pierce dropped into the first there. later on. Yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't this point in the process. In yeah. yeah, but he A-Chain, gained all his he gained Pierce gained all his uh, draft capital in the off season during the preseason. Yeah, yeah speaking of sells Pierce, uh, but going to, going to a chain. He is a guy that's going to get draft capital just due to the speed and playmaking ability. Uh, I could see a Tony Pollard-esque role and career. And he's a better inside runner than people see. If you watch his tape, he can run inside and not only just be the boom-bust player, he can definitely rip off chunks. I My next player here is one that I'm k- kind of growing on me a little bit. I know Tyler hates him, but Tyler took a shot on Quentin Johnson because of his upside. So I'm going to take Jalen Hyatt here much a little bit later. Because I see that he has some upside, you know, that that speed, the vertical or the broad jump that he had at the combine. If he lands on the right team, <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers, um, Jalen <laughs> Hyatt could be could definitely outgrow this ADP. So that's the kind of shot because we're, we're right now we're debating between guys and they're all kind of like together. So give me the guy that might have a higher ceiling and give me Jalen Hyatt. That's fair enough. I mean, he tested fairly well. Um, yep. He's got some good speed. Yeah. I'm going to go back to running back. And this is a guy that I know Doug likes. Um, and I really like it's Sean Tucker. Yeah. I thought Syracuse. about it. I knew you were going to take him. So I, yeah. Him and, and he's, and this is about where he's been going in, in rookie mocks and a couple of the drafts that I've done. And obviously this is post combine pre NFL draft. Um, he's falling to the mid second round and it's a perfect so place good. for him. He's I took him falling. in. Yeah, and which is perfectly fine. Let him fall because he is a value He's right so now good. in the second round. Mm-hmm. I, I would put him over Devin A. Chain. I would probably take him over some of these wide receivers, maybe not Jordan Addison. But um yeah, definitely, definitely I'm taking I'm taking Sean Tucker here. He is going to be a difference maker. He's got all the physical attributes. He's had thirteen hundred yard plus games. He's had thirteen touchdown seasons, rather. Sorry, thirteen hundred yards, thirteen touchdowns. Um, he averaged five point yards per carry in college. I think that transfer transfers over to the NFL as well. And this guy did not show up to the combine. Why? Because they he was told not to by his medical team, which is totally understandable. Really? Other, yeah. You're not worried about that? I nope, mean, there's not there's, one. There's rumors of percent. teams being completely off of him because of medical. That's perfectly p- fine. You know why? Because Tyler, what we've seen over the last couple of years, I don't care if if Sean Tucker falls to the sixth round, I will be all over him. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, if Sean Tucker rice. goes into like the third round of rookie rookie drafts, if he makes third uh, like day three, 
Like that's that's perfect for for Sean Tucker because he's going to be an asset wherever he lands, and you're going to get him dirt cheap. And I still don't mind paying for him here at the, in the middle of the second round. He Marshawn, has the talent. Marshawn Lattimore, ring a bell. I mean, he had major injuries, and we didn't know the extent of it. And he went, I think, what? Fifth you mean or Marcus sixth? Lattimore? Yeah, Marshawn. Well, he Lattimore. also oh, yeah, he Marcus also had Lattimore. a like a catastrophic knee injury, Tyler. Yes. Like, I'm I'm worried. I got red flags popping up about Tucker, but I'm. I, I mean, I'm interested to see why they're still. I read an article the other day, and they they didn't say why because of privacy stuff. But I, I would imagine if it was something major, major, like it would leak out that he had like a heart issue or something like that. Um, you know, he posted his workout video, like a five minute workout video, all the combine iPhone. drills from an iPhone. <laughs> hey, you know what? He's a kid. He ain't got a big budget. Um, but he's gonna he's going back to the combine because they're doing they're going back to do redo medicals. And um, that'll be an indicator of what's going yeah. on with Sean Tucker. So I agree. keep an eye out for that. I'm actually <laughs> going to go another running back that I absolutely love and I hope I can snag in this round. And it's Kendra Miller out uh, mm-hmm. of TCU. Yep. Super young, has that prototypical running back build. Uh, I mean, 5'11", 215. He, didn't, he was recovering from an injury. That's why he wasn't at the combine. But if he was, he would be a fir- end of first round pick, I think, because he is super athletic, a guy that would have tested very well. And uh, pretty much pushed Zach Evans out of TCU. Like, like I, we don't need you. We got this Kendra mm-hmm. Miller guy, and he is outstanding. There is rumors of him not, you know, not going into the draft. But you know, after a year he had, he he decided to join the draft, and I I love it. it for me, a running back that's twenty years old right now that has just so much more growing to do. I'm gonna take a chance on that in the second round, and I love Kendra Miller. I like it. I I've got some I've got a handful of running backs that I like, but I'm going to skip them over because I think this guy was a a riser after the combine. He has a super productive collegiate career. He's a little bit smaller, which I think people might be off him. This is a draft class with a lot of small receivers, but it's Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma. Love him. Yeah, I think Hate the names. <laughs> yeah, Denzel. Do uh, you have PTSD from? From any men. I mean, I have Denzel yes. Mims rotting on a roster, so yes, I have a little PTSD. But I don't, I don't draft here. Baylor receivers, and I don't draft TCU receivers. That's yeah. it. Um, so Marvin Mims from Oklahoma, I think he's one of the best route runners in this class. He's productive, and you look at his tape, and he flashes. He flashed at the combine again, and I think he's kind of flown under the radar still a little bit. Um, so it'll be real interesting to see where he gets drafted in the NFL. I think he's a second-round pick to obviously to a team but um it'll be interesting to see what his landing spot is because i like his game a lot he's really polished uh so marvin mims here i think is a, a pretty decent value at this spot that's fair and i I'll like go, i love that pick i'll go back to to the running backs and and i'll take a so an oldest running back uh that got kicked out of tcu um <laughs> zach evans <laughs> zach evans out of old miss uh downhill runner Number one yards per attempt in 2022. He averaged six and a half yards per attempt. Uh, bigger guy can break the tackles. Not as much wiggle as a as a Jameer Gibbs, but has the mu- more muscle than speed. Goal line. Uh, he's definitely going to be a goal line back. And I know he he's hurt his 208. knee. He'll be all right. He'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, for for, for, Evan, for Evans, it's mainly attitude. Does he want it as much as he he needs to want it? Because he's a top recruit in high school, and all you heard was uh, he didn't really have the oomph to to keep pushing himself to be great, like Bijan 
you know, Bijan's a hard worker despite his skills. Zach Evans just kind of relied on the skills and didn't grow with them. Fair enough. Well, we'll see what happens. And I mean, it, you're, you're we're creeping towards the back end of the second round now, so I'm not really worried about it too see, much. See, I'm more of a yeah. fan of the back end of the second than I am early. It could just be me. But Hendon Hooker is going to be my pick. Very and nice. Okay. Quarterback, I think Thought I would have taken it. him. I would have taken him probably a couple picks ahead if he ends up getting. He's going to go in the second round, I think. Early second, maybe even the the thirty first, thirtieth pick, because there's no thirty second pick. Get that five year lock in. Yep. For the yeah. You know. Uh, you know everything you hear. Great interviewer. He should be able to throw soon. Cut recovering from the ACL, but uh, he's twenty five. If he was twenty four, I think it'd be like a year younger i think it'd be a big difference but since he is 25 the teams are kind of like uh you know we we kind of lose two three years and he's yeah but the only thing i I worry about hooker is that he was very clumsy when he ran now i'm not going to compare him to anthony richardson especially after we saw what anthony richardson did in the combine but he is pretty clumsy hendon hooker when he runs downfield he headfirst dives into into collision um very not not very smart with the ball and make some bad decisions and that's something that will put his draft stock down i he think he throw many day, picks he's a day he, two guy he didn't throw sure. many picks he did have a lot of fumbles though so mm-hmm. that is the worry uh also i think i think there is a chance he is an early second to say the colts or say the colts you know don't take a quarterback or vikings the the vikings actually have been in talks with him in the first round he could be a you know the one tw- uh, i think the 20th pick i think he could be the it. this this year's kellen mon for them oh no <laughs> no hey. throw up did you draft yeah. kellen mon okay and just, I, yes i did in the in third like the round, round. Rookie drafts oh third round super flex end of third but hooker hooker to me is a guy that if you should go to Vegas. That, I think that's a perfect fit right behind Jimmy G. Uh, Hooker. How many me, How many Hooker jerseys are they going to sell in Vegas? I mean, how many spots are you going to have them at? You had the Colts, the Raiders. How many anywhere, Hookers is, how many anywhere hookers where is they Jimmy already have a starting quarterback? The Patriots have been rumored to be interested, too. Yeah, I think how, he's going to go to the Saints, are, too. How many Hookers is Jimmy G going to be scared of if he goes to the Raiders? He doesn't need Hookers. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, he got offered free sex for life. Free from, Hookers uh, for life. Uh, so, yeah. Jimmy G just living the best life. Uh, I I'm I like Hooker. I'm gonna make a fun pick with my last one. I may not do this in real life, but it wouldn't be me without taking a tight end here in in this particular format. And it's not Darnell Washington. It's a guy that I really like. And depending on draft capital, you might he might be here in the end of the second rounds in some of your leagues. It's Sam Laporta out of yeah. Iowa. Um, because you know, you look at the measurables, you look at like he measured like George Kittle. He went to the same school. They're a tight end factory. James talked about Notre Dame tight ends. Yeah, take a Iowa. seat, buddy. It's Iowa tight ends all day long. That's the lineage you want to follow with Kittle, Hawkinson, Fant. You go back to, what was it, Dallas Clark, I think, went to Iowa back in the day. So for me, it's a, it's a fun pick of a guy that I think can be productive right away. And he's flying under the radar a little bit, but I think come draft day, he's going to be one of these tight ends that's taken in the top 50 or so picks. So give me Sam Laporta here at the end of the second round. And that's fair. And you, and you noted to my next pick, uh, it is Darnell Washington. Uh, Dude, he showed up at the, at the combine more so with that one handed grab, even though he didn't get both feet in bounds. Uh, This guy's going to be a star at some, at some level in the NFL. I I hope I, I, size speed comparison i mean 
264 Mercedes Lewis. No, you can't, can't do no, that. No, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not He's doing different. that. I'll comp him to Donald Parham. Uh, different. I think he might actually be better than different. Parham, too. Um, oh, yeah, I know he is. 264 running a 4.6. Like, that's just insane. He's got some great speed. He you hope he's Jelani can... Woods. Yeah. I'm, better I'm, than Woods. Yeah, probably. You hope I mean, he's we Jelani can Woods, here. but better, yeah. We can comp him all day to other players. But... Jelani Woods can't block, but... <laughs> he is going to go... I, I believe he is the, the last of the top three tight ends in the first round if there are going to be three uh, drafted. He's going to go to a run-heavy offensive. I, I really like... um, What's his name? Uh, Luke Musgrave. Like yeah, Musgrave's another too. good one. I thought about him, too, when I took Laporta. All uh, right, my, Tyler, last, last pick. pick. I'm having trouble between two running backs. Uh, one has a, bunch I like still. a shooting star all all postseason uh, or all offseason. And another one is a guy I really like throughout his college career. And I'm going to go with the guy I've liked for a long time. That's Tank Bigsby. Okay. Um, He had his pro day, dominated his pro day. I didn't think he had a bad combine either. But his pro day was fantastic. He kind of proved all the haters wrong, ran a four four six, I think, which is awesome for a guy that runs like he does, which is angry. Uh, I think he's a poor man's Kenneth Walker, personally. It, just the I way think he that's runs fair. And, and plays. And if he gets the draft capital, I think he will be around this range, maybe even mid-second around. Uh, I'd rather take him over Zach Evans. I think I'd rather take him over. Was Tajay Spears the guy, the other guy? Yes, okay. which he's so fun to watch, but it's one of those things where is he like a Chase Edmonds style? Where or he, is he a Ch- Jalen Warren? Yeah, like Chase Chase Edmonds was hyped up throughout the whole offseason when he was a rookie. And Spears reminds me of Jalen Warren for some reason. I, he's Jalen Warren's a very fun player, too. He is, yeah. But, I think they're both a lot of fun. But very shifty. But how, how does that play in the NFL when you've played, you know, the low lower type football your whole career the spears i think has showed out and he would be fine instead of bigsby but i'm gonna go with the guy with the the, the recruiting you know big time high school recruit everybody was hyped on the debbie community. debbie darling yeah yes. for sure 100 now he's just falling apart but i think he's his best football is yet to come because that auburn team i, I just think gross. he's a victim of a deep a deep running back class to be honest. oh yeah so. i agree and and an auburn team that i don't think he used them as well as yeah, they, they should have. They weren't very good. So that is going to wrap up our Super Flex Rookie Mock. That was a lot of fun, gentlemen. It'll be run fun. Run through the picks real fast. Let them know what we did. Yeah, if, if you want, go right ahead. First overall was Bryce Young, followed by C.J. Stroud. Tyler obviously took the obvious B. John Robinson, followed with Doug by Anthony Richardson. Myself, I took JSN, best wide receiver in the class, followed with Will Levis, Jameer Gibbs, Quinton Johnson, Doug showing up for Zay Flowers, uh, myself starting the tight end run, Michael Mayer, followed by Tyler with Dalton Kincaid, which, you know, we could argue first and second there. Very nice. Doug flipping it back to wide receiver at the 201, Josh Downs. I followed suit with Jordan Addison, Tyler taking the elusive Devin A-Chain at, one, at 203, followed with Jalen Hyatt, my love, Sean Tucker, Kendra Miller, Doug, I don't even want to say his name. First name, Marvin. Last name, Ims. Rhymes with uh, Sims. <laughs> rhymes with rims. Um, Zach Evans, Hendon Hooker. Nice pick, Tyler. Sam Laporta, Darnell Washington. And then finally, wrapping up the second round, Tank Bigsby. Nice spot for him at yeah. 
the 212. It's going to be really interesting post draft how yep. this changes. Uh, so I'm, uh, it'll be so keep this file, James, please. Oh, 100. percent And uh, yeah, we'll we'll do our our mock draft after the draft, and then we'll kind of compare because there's probably going to be some pretty wild changes, I would imagine, um, that go on Always. that now that we have Always. landing spots. So that'll be fun to take a look at. And another thing that's really fun to take a look at it's our friends over at Dynasty Nerds. Go on to DynastyNerds.com, take a look at their website, sign up for the Nerd Herd. When you do, use code DHH for 15% off of any subscription. You get trade tools, you get an extra Nerd Herd episode, the vital during this time of the year prospect film room, prospect scores, and the Dynasty GM. And while you're on the internet and you're kind of putzing around and you're on Dynasty Nerds, head on over to VerdianGlobal.com, type in Dynasty Happy Hour or DHH, you're going to be able to see some new gear. The spring weather is upon us here in the Northeast. Sorry, Tyler. Um, So it is t-shirt season. So go ahead and get yourself a t-shirt. Maybe you need a new hat. If you like a sweatshirt for the cool spring nights, you can do that as well. There's all sorts of options over on Viridian Global. That is going to wrap us up this week. Fun episode, boys. We will be back next week on my birthday, the Big 45, celebrating here. I already talked to the DHHHR department. Um, There's going to be a cake. Is going to be all sorts of inappropriate language. So I told What's him, in the hey, cake? chocolate, hopefully, because I'm, I'm not a vanilla cake guy. Like Or a stripper. I mean, what? hey, whatever works. James said he was working on his moves. I'll take it. I'm old. <laughs> so that's going to wrap us up this week. I'm Doug for James, for Tyler. This has been the Dynasty Happy Hour, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>